950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's the Matt McNeil Show. Joining me for this full hour is Robert Pilot, Native Roots Radio. I am awake in the uh, 6 o'clock hour here on AM 950, an absolutely exceptional show. Uh, Robert, of course, uh, his fingers on the pulse of the Native American issues, Native American news, Native American history, as well as also sports. And we're going to get to baseball here in a little bit. I've been <laughs> promising Robert we're going to talk about this. That's coming up here in a little bit. But Robert Pilot is with us for the entire hour. Hey, Robert. Hey, thanks, Matt. Man, it's really uh, my privilege. Uh, I've always looked up to your show and your thank energy, you. and uh, I really appreciate uh, being on your show. Well, th- thank you very much. I, it, it's I, I'm a huge fan of your show. I, I've always said I, it's, it's, what's exceptional about your show is that it's something you just do not hear anywhere else. You got great guests, you've got great information, and if you are a person that wants to understand more about Native American issues, you just listen to your show and you are going to understand a lot more about Native American issues. And so I, I think that it's it is truly a gem. And I would love to. When I was out, I got to tell you, I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you. When I was out. In uh, in the in the West uh, the, earlier this year, and I went I uh, was into Utah, and I went down through Navajo country, through Page, Arizona, down to the Grand Canyon, and I would talk to uh, I, we we stopped by a few of the the vendors there, uh, and and where I was talking about Native Roots Radio, and they're like, we would love to have a show like this down there, and I was like, you really don't have you know uh, you know this you know Native news, and they said they did, but not like what you guys are doing. They were so impressed that, that we actually have this up here in the Twin Cities. So it's an absolute privilege to be able to chat with you and talk with you about this stuff. Well, and I really appreciate that, and you know, with AM nine fifty uh, partnering with Chad, and you know, when we talk to people about our show. We talk about, you know, the the nine organizations or companies that own, you know, 90% of the airwaves and media. And you're talking to the owner of Native Ritz or of uh, AM 950. And, and I think that really gives us an opportunity to to do things mm-hmm. and like you. Yeah. Well, and, and you and I can both talk about it. Chad is a great you know, owner and a great boss. I love working for him. He's a great guy because he understands the station, he understands the market, and he's here with with the message. And it, and it is just a privilege to 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 be here with us. All right, I, I want to start off, if you don't mind, with something which I, I I think all Democrats across the board need to say thank you to the Native American population because you guys got double crossed by walls, and he promised the line three would not go through. Line three right. went through. The Native American groups, environmental groups, all said the same thing. You can't trust these guys. They're going to damage the environment. They did, even though they mocked you for insisting that was going to happen. It never materialized the jobs or anything like this. It was just a whole sham that's endangered our state. And walls went along with it. And yet Native American voters did still show up and vote this last election. And part of the, part of the reason why the Democrats have now full control of the state government, I, I think that we can't overlook the fact that the Native Americans who have a, 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 their voters who had a very legitimate gripe against this governor and the way that they were treated after this last se- session did still show up. And so there's a big thank you, I think, that a lot of people need to pay to the Native American vote. Yeah, and there's been a lot of work up there, uh, especially in the deep north and uh, and down here and down here. Uh, you know, Native American Community Development Institute, who's uh, 
We have Robert Lilligren on our show on Thursdays, and they're a big sponsor. They get out the vote all the time, and they want to make voting a tradition. So down here in the cities, up north, and all over the country, they are getting out the vote. And it's interesting, too. We both know that the Gen Zers outnumbered my age group, the boomers. And uh, we have a lot of Native people, young ones, that are coming out to vote because they're they're understanding it. You know, um, they don't want to be what's being served on the table, and 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 that's a good thing. I, I, as a father of girls in suburban Minneapolis, St. Paul, uh, the Native American culture is resonating with them in in a way that I, I not I've not seen in my lifetime. I mean it, it, and and it's and it's kind of one of those things where it's and it, and I've said this generation Z is tired of our crap and they, they, they seriously seem to be they're like okay you guys are not going to fix this we're going to fix all of this and there definitely seems to be a much more of an, an understanding and appreciation and 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 a desire to embrace the Native American story, the Native American history accepting the history all for the good and the bad. I, I, I think that that's one of the elements that you do see that is that is one of the reasons why it's resonating is that it's it's basically it's this wonderful part of of American culture that we has been marginalized and dismissed and it should never have been. You know, we could do a whole show and Native Roots Radio and Matt and a whole day show on pretendians, people that are pretend Indians that are getting grants that are working in colleges mm-hmm. and uh, those things that uh, that are out there that really chap our hide. And, you know, when I was brought up, Matt, um, you know, I was brought up with John Wayne and uh, the Savage Indians. And I, uh, you know, I talked to Robert Lilligren on our show and we talk about, you know, we were both in high school when Native Americans were able to to do their own religion for the first time in 1978. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a senior and I was a junior and it was just like, we all pretended to be like Italians or or something else other than Native Americans. We weren't uh, really prideful of it. And, and a lot of things happened then. And of course, the American Indian movement, which started in Minneapolis in 1968, really uh, woke us up as Native Americans. But uh, it's so funny too, because if you remember the, the the hippie generation was really copying the Native Americans and Jimi Hendrix and all those cats. And um, it's a good time to be Indian now because I think there's so much good information. I mean, I sit and watch TikTok videos that people in three minutes are schooling me yeah. on what it is to be Native American. So I think there's a lot of more information and correct information out there now. Uh, looking more on, on line three, and I, I, I'm not going to let this go myself because you guys were 1,000% correct. They couldn't do this safely. How many holes did they punch into the bottom of the Mississippi River because of their ignorance, stupidity, and their and their reluctance to do things the, right, the correct way, even though they shouldn't have even been allowed to do them in the first place? You and, and of course, Ogama there on your show, you guys have been arguing about line five, Wisconsin, Michigan. Yeah. We just cannot trust these pipelines because they're not safe. We've we've had so many leaks. We've got just building them is a, a, a nightmare on the environment. We just had a leak down on the Keystone Pipeline down in Kansas. You know, this is just stuff that's going on all the time, and yet we just don't seem to understand. The Native Americans are right on this. We should not be doing this. Right. And, uh, you know, we we talk about this, too, on Native Ritz Radio is that Native Americans are like the last the last line of defense when it comes to, 
you know, protecting Mother Earth and Father Sky, and it's it's in our DNA. But you know, I also got to say too, you know, we were probably are being the last ones that are being colonized. But you know, my Italian relatives, my Irish relatives, they believed the same things thousands of years ago. They just got colonized by uh, religious beliefs too, and. You know, we all, I, I think that's why uh, the Native community uh, culture resonates with so many people that, uh, you know, because it's part of their culture, too, mm. in a lot of different ways. I mean, we all uh, want to protect Mother Earth deep down. The This continued argument on the fossil fuels and the using of this, I mean, it, I mean it, I'm... I, it does blow my mind we just don't get out there right now with solar panels or geothermal. I mean, there's a lot of ways that nature itself provides for us to power what we need. And, you know, yet once again, we're, we seem to be consistently betrothed to not just the oil and gas industry, but the foreign oil and gas industry who has no problem. And, and this can go up. We can go with the sulfur mine, too, that they're talking about up by Ely. That, that these companies have no problem with ravaging our wildlife because they're never here. They don't care about this. We are just a resource and we're more of a problem. I, I, I just, I do not understand why this is such a hard thing because we could easily put solar panels out, geothermal. We could do a lot of things that could make things better here very quickly in Minnesota that don't involve possibly poisoning the water supply of the state. Well, the government's got to get in, involved and make make it a, the incentives really happen because you you see these businesses, you know, I had uh, Lion Energy on uh, a few weeks ago or a week ago, and they're going uh, full uh, full blast to solar, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, you know they're doing it. Look at these companies, you know, look at uh, you know Toyota, for instance, has those great uh, cars, electric cars, and. I don't want to talk about Tesla because I think you know. Well, we'll that's a different uh, different <laughs> show. But you know, you just watch. I mean, the F10s, the the what was it? The Ford F10s are like a year back backlogged on electric uh, vehicles, and I think we just need the government needs to incentivize these groups and get out there in front um, what these other companies are doing because it's just going to make sense. Uh, you know, everyone talks about the. That you know the planet's gonna be not here. Well, the planet's gonna be here. It's people and our our relatives uh, with hooves and tails and wings and aren't gonna be here. Yeah. Uh, the planet will heal itself. You know, uh, ten thousand years from now, and they don't. Planet doesn't need us. We need the planet. I've always said. I mean, and, I, and I've said this before. Okay, you guys don't. In sixty years, you do not have to build the memorial to the water protectors. That that you know, saying that they were right. Just listen to us now, and you don't have to build the memorial. We, we we're good without the memorial. Just don't do this, because it, and 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 the the thing that is crazy is we we know this over and over again. It's not like this is 1965. It is 2022. We know what this all does. We know what's going to happen here, and yet we continue to to go down this path. And it's and it's just it's hard because my dad always said uh, there was a uh, mintac had their holding ponds on the other side of the lake up there and you know the water would turn red and he said it never used to happen and it's is and, wow. and, and he said and then he and he said straightforward now my family has always known uh native americans up at the net lake indian reservation they had uh, uh done some guiding with them and 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 uh and and, and known the, the the native americans and they said the native americans always knew that if we don't take care of this it's you know this is how you do it you just you can't there's no margin for error here and, you know, yet that, that was still one of the problems that they had. 
Right. And, you know, there's a couple things I was thinking as you were talking. Uh, you know, there was 28, at least 28 frack outs uh, yeah. initially with, uh, and they wouldn't tell you what was, you know, shooting through these oils, what kind of chemicals were being in there. And, you know, the report is right now in the beginning of the Mississippi where, you know, I, you could drink the water. There's no fish now in this in this little air, river area that uh, they were camping out on because they were trying to stop this pipeline. And now we're, we're we you and I don't know this because we don't have a camera up there. We don't go visit up there. But the people up there living do know this. That you know now all of a sudden there's no fish in the in the river. How mm-hmm. you're not going to drink it? And how long is it going to take for that to come back if ever? Well, and that should everyone that just heard that should be scared to death. The fact that all of a sudden we've gotten a, a stretches of the early Mississippi River, where it's the most fertile, where it's supposed to be the cleanest, and there right. aren't fish. Uh, you bring up something, though, that I also want to talk about and, and absolutely condemn. It is disturbing to me how quickly the law enforcement of the state can seem to get bought by corporate entities. And people that just want to go on out there and protect the land and protect the earth are rounded up, hounded, thrown in jail, prosecuted. This entire thing is it it is it's it's disturbing because it's showing me that still as much as we want to think things are changing, there's still this element that wants to so desperately control the Native American population that 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 the idea that they can actually, you know, you know, have you know, have their own rights and and be correct as they are is is it is it, it's hard because I mean watching how the the water protectors were rounded up and and hounded has been incredibly disappointing. Yeah, and it's just you know I'm a I'm a child of the '60s, and uh, you know and a teenager of the '70s, and I remember I lived a block away from Summit Avenue. I remember all those war protests, mm-hmm. all those protests back in the day, and now. Fast forward 40 years later, now they're saying and want to put laws out there that you can't protest. Mm-hmm. And if you do, you're going to get shot with the rubber bullets. I mean, the Native Americans and the and the water-protecting people have always been peaceful and prayful, prayerful. And, you know, they're not fighting back with artillery or anything, and they're getting all banged up. And then they get arrested, they get humiliated in prison, in jail, and then a year later, the the charges are dropped. Yeah. You know, tormenting these people for a year of their life. And then all of a sudden they basically because because there's no fiscally for them to go continue it at that point, it doesn't exist. And so they just walk away. But all it is, is it's the same old persecution, only it's done in a courtroom as opposed to uh, when they when they would either run Native Americans off their land or, or lock them up. Right. And, you know, I know it's a whole nother show, too, but it, it, with ICWA being under attack right now, the American Indian Welfare Act. Um, the Native Americans uh, all across Turtle Island are really keeping an eye on this because if ICWA is, uh, is moved, and I know this is a whole different subject, but if ICWA is changed, uh, that takes care of a lot. The next step is our, our sovereignty, mm-hmm. and then they can take our land and do whatever they want with it. And so the Supreme Court that uh, is hearing this, I was in Washington, D.C., Matt, to listen to this, and these idiots, I don't know, I was always brought up and thought that these people in the Supreme Court were, 
I don't know, smart and good people. And I don't feel that now because the questions they were asking, they have no idea what Indian law is. So, you know, we're the, we're the BIPOC people, you know, are die at a, a young age because we're by these pipelines and all these uh, power lines and things. And, you know, I would probably not have a radio show, Matt, if Standing Rock if that uh, Dakota Access Pipeline would have put the pipeline through Bismarck like they originally wanted to, I would not be on the rare. But they they said, no, pipelines leak. That's put it through the reservation, the Standing Rock Reservation. And then six months later, I had a show on AM 950. <laughs> well, and you, you want to know the truth is that's they, they, they moved it there because they knew it was going to leak. And they didn't exactly. want white people getting upset about that, and and it, it is it is trouble. I I should take a quick moment here, Robert. You have got a lot of affiliations uh, as well. You are an incredibly busy man. Uh, you're over with the Ho Chunk uh, Nation, correct? Yeah, I am a legislator, uh, elected official for Ho Chunk Nation right now, and I don't talk too much about that on the radio show, but I do once in a while. But it isn't the whole crux of my show. Um, because I try to keep that separate, but yes, I'm a, a legislator and I, I make laws for the for the nation, and I represent uh, three thousand people across Turtle Island, other than Wisconsin. So everyone that doesn't that's Ho Chunk and enrolled that that lives elsewhere other than Wisconsin, I'm your uh, representative. Well, you you say you represent three thousand people, but once again, let me point out the reality of what Native Americans are doing. They're trying to preserve this for everyone. And if just because a bunch of people are too stupid to realize that, you're actually representing a far larger group of people who basically get the benefits from such things as clean water, clean air, fair trade. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's the reality is, is that there is nothing that's insular anymore. And you being part of this, I think, is so important because it's not just a leader within the Native American group, but reality is you're a leader for all of us because you are out there speaking for us whether or not we understand how much your value is to us well i appreciate that and i and i don't really go as a legislator when i when i go to these actions i put on my american indian movement jacket and uh and blend in with everybody else but i appreciate you saying that and you know you know too 90 percent of a living is you know showing up mm -hmm. you know and i show up and people think i've been around forever but i try to make whether it's a school powwow or whether it's, you know, an action against a pipeline or a politician or, or a celebration, I try to make it at least a little bit and because everybody needs, deserves to be acknowledged and especially the bad people. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and unfortunately because the culture has been so decimated and I was, I had the opportunity to talk recently with Dolores Pringle, who's down with the Penn Center down in South Carolina, where she's trying to preserve the Gullah culture. And one of the things I talk about is that this is something that the Native American communities is doing is it's, it's the culture. You have to get out there. You have to represent it because the reality is, is if, if the Native American people are not and, and the rest of us don't go out there and try to preserve this, it will disappear. And, and that is, it's been happening. It's happened to a lot of Native American tribes. It's completely gone. The language is gone. The history is gone. But the reality is, if we, we, I think we're starting to figure out we need to get out there and preserve this by, as you're doing, engaging in it, but as well for the rest of us, making sure we do everything in our power to make sure it stays. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, you know, Ho Chunk and uh, is has been here ten thousand years. They are from Minnesota too. Um, people don't realize that. 
And one of the things we, we want, I want to preserve as a legislator is to, to have our tribe recognized in Minnesota because we signed the original treaties. We were one of the 14 tribes that signed the original treaties. And we were moved off after uh, the, the Sioux conflict, as they, as they like to put it. Um, and we were moved out of a Mankato area and, and Blue Earth area. And, and we've been here 10,000 years. And um, it's, it's good to represent and also good to, to let people know that, Matt. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and it should be recognized. And the people of the state, the politicians, get out there and recognize this because it's this idea of, oh, they're not here. That's, that's white people's territorial descriptions. It's not the reality of it. That, they were here long before we are. We should mold a little bit to them, make sure that tribe is recognized as well. I'll tell you what, Robert, let's take a break. When we come on back... Uh, I, I do want to get into one one observation I made that just kind of broke my heart out in the West, and I'll get to that here in a little bit. We'll talk about Leonard Peltier as well. And also, you and I are going to talk a little bit about sports because you and I have been wanting to do that. So we are going to talk Twins baseball when we do come back. Uh, Robert Pilot, kind enough to join us for this full hour on the holiday shows, 952-946-6205. We'll take a break. Come on back. It's the Matt McNeil Show on AM 950. AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, the Matt McNeil Show. Robert Pilot, once again, kind enough to join us to talk about Native American issues uh, this entire hour as a special holiday show. Uh, Robert, you and I talked just really briefly. I want to mention this. I mean, okay, we're pretty harsh on Governor Walls for the line three, as as we should be. I mean, that's that was that was wrong. He has done a lot of good things, which we can't just kind of plow under. And I'm, you know, still there wasn't a choice I mean, between Walls and Jensen. It was Walls. That was that, that wasn't even a question. But it, we should also take a mention back here that one of the things that's been going on here is that Native American representation, we are seeing a, a real renaissance right now here in Minnesota, Minnesota with that. Yeah, we are. Uh, like we have a guest, uh, State Senator Mary Kunish, who's on Fridays, who's the first uh, woman Native American uh, state senator, uh, just things like that. And, and our Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan and Heather Keeler, who comes on our show too, along and Peggy will be coming on our show again. Uh, now that the elections are over, and you know uh, Jamie Becker Finn yes. and all these all these people that are are doers, and um, we would not be. And I, I'll I'll give Walls this: he picked a good lieutenant governor because we would not be in as good a position as we are here in Minnesota with the Native Americans. Of course, there's problems, but there's also been some some things that they've done right, and uh, we do need to give a quick shout out to to those guys and um they're working hard and now it's the triple uh the triple threat now now we can push them more to a more progressive way and then if they don't then we'll vote them out (laughs) and they you want to know the truth is they need the native american vote and and the the days you kind of alluded to this earlier when you and i were talking is that the days of them being able to just come in a few weeks before an election and act like okay we've been here no the Native American vote is just as important as any vote in the state, and it should be something that's recognized and respected all the time, not just when it's convenient in an election season. Well, Matt, you know, we talked about this at the the, the last presidential election. Arizona was put over the edge uh, yes. by Native American vote. There was a half a dozen states that the American Natives, including Minnesota, because we had 9,000 new uh, voters up in the deep north uh, for that election that voted, voted uh, uh, Biden in and also voted Walls in for the first time. So you are absolutely right. 
I want to bring up one thing that really, it broke my heart when I, I saw this. I, I did go on and I mentioned earlier, I went out to the parks of the West. And one of the things which you truly, if you want to grasp how genius and intelligent and amazing Native Americans were, was to go out to places like Escalante, uh, go out to people places like Capitol Reef. And the Native Americans figured out with minimal water, with minimal resources, not only how to survive, but to thrive with, with, with you know, grain silos built into the walls of canyons and, and these just amazing structures that they built, that they, they're, these cultures there. And then comes the other side of it, is that as, as, the, thing, as the, the, the white settlers went further west, of course, there was lots of, of land that couldn't be developed. And so what did they do is they went after the Native Americans in these small areas where they were able to thrive and did so much damage to that culture there. I The, the crime that I have, and, I, and I've said this before, I think that every national park should have Native Americans on staff to talk about just the history of the area for the thousands of years before white guys got there. But as well, I think that, that the... The lessons, the knowledge, the the culture, the, the 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 advancements that they were able to come up with that we unfortunately have lost because of ignorance and 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 greed. Well, you know the 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 white uh, religion that says that uh, you know they're white and they're God's children and they deserve this land, and they have to run a narrative where we're savages, we're nomads. And, you know, our tribe moved around because of the weather and because of the seasons, not because we were nomads and didn't know where the heck we were going. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the savage story is we were all savages. Well, you're, you're just great, get, putting up a great example of, uh, of how uh, intelligent and uh, we're star people. We're made of earth and, earth, and, earth and stars. We literally are, and we have the most unique DNA of anyone in the world. We are from Turtle Island, which is the North America. And, and you were able to master this not by violating it, but by embracing it. And, and I, that's the craziest part is just like, how stupid were you guys when you got here? You could have asked them what to do, and they probably would have told you, here, do this. And you would have done it. I mean, I was. it's, it's just... Uh, it, it, they did that for the first Thanksgiving, yeah. and then the second one, they massacred them all. Oh, so, by, by the way, reminder, thank you to the Native Americans for basically saving those white guys' asses because they, they really were in trouble back there. And uh, the, the, the early Native American tribes on the East Coast, uh, they, 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 they saved the white culture. But, it was also, but isn't that the whole thing? We got here on a boat that was financed by a king. I'm a great person. Meanwhile, the person who is thriving in, in, in an environment by, by basically living off the land and, and nurturing the land as they do it, that, that they discounted that. It just, it, it's just such a crime. It is a crime. And, and not taking more than you need in the community, our, our, uh, our political uh, way of doing things was uh, taken you know, from uh, Jefferson and all the people that made the Constitution. I mean, we weren't here savages just walking around aimlessly. Um, I really believe, if you believe in the Bible and uh, believe in Adam and Eve, this was paradise oh. uh, before the white people came. Oh, undone. Uh, the, the, the bounty? Oh, my goodness. And, and the bounty that was, like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't abused. It was embraced. And how, yeah, I, I'm, and the more I learn about Native American culture and the Native American 
uh, the the society that they had built. It is it truly is amazing, and it's almost kind of a shame it's 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 not embraced more today by most people. I, I the with Rick, get back to scary whites. Uh, the, the, um, you you mentioned the idea of changing a name to a Native American, uh, a traditional Native American name. They just put out a map, I believe it was of Vermilion, where they did all the 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 place names in the traditional Native American names. Fantastic, incredibly cool. But yet once again. There's pushback because, God forbid, we actually recognize the people that were here for thousands of years before white people got here. Well, and it's interesting, too. I live by uh, the new, the old Ford plant. Yeah. And that's a whole new, uh, they put new places there, skate parks and everything. And uh, they do have, I believe, three out of the five parks that are in there are, are Native American names. So that that's that's something right there that kind of surprised me but i think uh, if they didn't do their due diligence and and you know they talk about this as lakota dakota land um that they've been here for forever too you really have to reach out to uh these communities and, and especially when you're putting all this uh, all this money into things and and uh, another thing too the junior high that i went to was called ramsey junior high and that's yeah. a whole nother show too is changed their name to uh hidden river mm-hmm. because there's a river that uh i guess went underneath the school or in that area summit avenue and uh in St. Paul. And so inch by inch, things are changing. And, and I got to, I got to think, uh, in a positive way, you know, uh, I was a high school teacher. I see our native kids doing things that I never did. The generation before us never did, you know, learning the language, learning the ways and really embracing who they are as opposed to, like I was saying earlier, hiding who I was. I was, you know, I was the Italian kid at central high school until, you know, the American Indian movement came down there and started knocking down doors and demanding respect and dignity. Just as, as a basic, as a basic, uh, yeah. which brings up the one, the, probably the one of the greatest injustices to the Native American community right now. It's Leonard Peltier. Um, it, there is a push right now to get him released. Uh, hopefully, uh, President Biden will take care of that. Y- your thoughts on this, because this is a travesty that he's still being held. Well, I don't know if you know this, Matt, but I had Leonard on uh, about a month ago, mm-hmm. and he, he basically, and this was during the walk to Washington, so there was people that started in Minnesota to walk to Washington to free Leonard Peltier, and he was like, that's all fine and dandy, but send a postcard to the president, flood this, get 100,000 postcards out there. He is in prison, which, you know, normally if you talk to people that kind of sort of know about him he's in not in prison for murder these fbi agents he's in prison for being a um what word is it a a a, a helper or something um uh, but no one was convicted of that murder so who who is he aiding and abetting and that's why he's been in prison for 47 years in reality if you were aiding and abetting or if i was aiding and abetting a murder right now we'd probably be out in five years not 47 years so the government's trying to make an example of this and keep us down in many different ways. Um, I thought Clinton was going to um, release him because in the I don't know if you remember this, but Robert Redford was really big into into the into the uh, into this and did a couple documentaries uh, about um, Leonard Peltier and how he was unjustly done and then people that were prosecuting judges and or prosecuting lawyers and judges were saying. 
Um, they didn't get all the information or they would have never prosecuted him. And so on and on and on. And then we thought Obama was going to do it in his last, uh, you know, uh, pardon him. And he didn't do it either. So we really have to push on Biden right now and send him a letter. Uh, at least Leonard was saying letters, but I think phone calls work too. Yeah. But People are sick and tired of this. He's 78 years old. He's been in prison for 47 years for God knows what. Well, and don't and it, and it shouldn't just be when he goes into, per se, and God forbid, hospice or something like that. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> okay, now we let's get him out. It's like, okay, no, no, you, you, you have a chance. And this is when you know the wrong is bad when they still are holding him because they, they no one wants to admit the mistake. And this is and this is the problem. So we have to get this contact the White House, ask them to free Leonard right. Peltier, and let's get that and taken care of. That would be a, a, a minor first, a good first step on the, on that. There, uh, you and I uh, <laughs> on a completely different related thing. Uh, I'm going to spend the rest of the show here uh, talking about something else, and that is you and I are both baseball fans. We're both Twins fans. We're both sports yeah. fans, and you and I have often kind of ca- kicked around the idea of talking about sports. And yeah. maybe doing a weekly show or a podcast or something like that. We're going to do that right now. Now, I understand this. We are, and For everyone out there who doesn't understand how radio works, we're actually recording this a little early. So we might <laughs> say some things that have come to fruition or are you know, going to be, you know, you know are, 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 could end up being completely different by the time that this interview airs. But I, it is an opportunity for me because I do love talking sports sometimes. And I do yeah. love the Twins. Although I don't – I want to get your thoughts, first of all, on where they finished last year and what do you think, what, what should they do in this upcoming year? You know, I felt like, because I was really, really following the Twins this year. Mm. And, you know, Wendy and I used to have season tickets when they first opened up Target Field. So we were big fans then. And, and But I was really watching them for the first time in a few years. And I feel like they ran out of gas. Yeah, they I, did. I mean, I really feel like, you know, the, that rookie... Uh, Third baseman, first baseman, uh, who came up, he came up for a short time and was doing terrible, and then they sent him back to St. Paul, and he came up and did pretty good. But, boy, I think the last month, I don't think he hit uh, too many extra bases or any home runs. So I don't know if it's conditioning. I don't know. You know, we always joked uh, years ago when Minkiewicz played because – that was when steroids were running rapid. We knew he wasn't taking steroids because he had warning track power. He'd be hitting them all to the wall all the time. He didn't hit any home runs. But these guys are running out of gas, and uh, I don't know what the I don't I, know what the thing is. I've got a theory that it comes down to the fact that if you if you make your star player a guy who breaks himself constantly, Byron Buxton. I'm not going to deny Byron Buxton is an amazing talent. He is unbelievable. When he is playing at the top of his game, he is the best player in baseball. And I will stand by that statement. But the problem is he is at least half the season on the pine because he is so prone to injuries. And I think that if you set your standard that our star player is this guy who is constantly going to be on the injured reserve, well, where, where does that put the rest of the team? Well, you you go to the minors and you pick up somebody that has a career two nineteen average, and he's playing center field for you. <laughs> the Carlos Correa, God, I'd love to keep him. I mean, I mean, hey, I was oh. a little, I was hesitant to bring him on in with his past and the history and the, the Astros and stuff. But the reality is, is that I, I agree with 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 the mentality that he offers not just the ability yeah. on the field, but the 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 the, the, lo- the locker room leadership we need. 
Yeah. Well, and price of poker has gone up since yeah. uh, Aaron Judge. <laughs> uh, and so we might be out of the whole uh, realm. And again, when this is played, we might have signed him. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> we might be out of the whole realm of getting him because of the humongous uh, – contract that Aaron Judge got because that's changed poker big time and I think he's one of the few short shortstops that are left in the free agent market. Would you have given you bring up Judge? Would you have given him a 9-year deal? I mean that's a lot of years, man. Him yeah. specifically? Yes. You would have. Okay. Um, you know, um yeah. Uh, him for sure, but somebody like uh you know, we talk about Buxton, at least he's trying. I mean, I I overpaid for a bat. I thought he was going to have a great year, but you know, we released, um, we released our first baseman who has been just a strikeout king, head case for his whole eight years with the Twins. Mm -hmm. The um, they they I, I hope they sign him. I think Korea. I think he. The reality is, is I think this is the kind of place he wants to be. Correa does, mm. I think, because he knows that he gets booed around here and he kind of has won over the crowd. The reality is, is I, I, you know, the question is, he's still a good enough player. He's not going to get the judge money, but he, well, I'm going to guess a, a three, maybe four year deal, top end, you know, definitely top, you know, percentage of of the salaries. He's going to go someplace, and and I, I'm I'm sorry, I think the Twins would do a lot for the to show the the fans that they're committed if they brought him back in again. Well, he's under 30. He's like 28 or 29, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he... but this is baseball. You know how, I mean, it's rare you get those guys that go up to 40 nowadays. Most of these guys, this is the problem I have with the judge thing. Judge is a big guy. I mean, he's yeah. a big guy. We saw this uh, a bit, with, we've seen this with some of the players that we've brought in. It's hard to keep those big bodies healthy just because the strain, the stress, what they're doing every day, the the workout regimen. That's the thing that keeps coming back on me on Judge is I say to myself is three or four years from now, all of a sudden he's got a knee issue. Well, hmm. we saw what happened there with Maurer. We've, you know, I had the concussion issue with Morneau. You know, yeah. you know, it's it's so and that's the thing that bugs me. You know, I, Correa, I, 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 I'm, I, I think that he's I, I think that he has the ability of of being able to do this. I just I'm against the idea of these nine, you know seven eight nine year deals. I think you get it for four years and then you kind of reevaluate at that point because you know sometimes the player's mentality changes, sometimes the team's mentality changes. Yeah, it's crapshoot. You know, um, some of these players and maybe hopefully he's one that can uh, maintain ten years. I know I, we were talking about a lot of people that came with the Twins in their last few years of their career and they were breaking down trying yeah. to play left field and uh, you know. But he seems like uh, his head's on straight and he's also uh, he's really a, and he's a, he's an adopted kid. I don't know if you know that, mm. but. Uh, he had, he was adopted by white parents, and he seems like he's got his head straight, and he has a heck of a story that he's overcome a lot of things. You know, um, it, he has a great story, and I think he has a, he has uh, the tools mentally to really do ten years. I really do. Uh, the last thing I'll bring up about twins, Lewis Arise. Uh, you know, he's he, amazing year. Uh, definitely a, a player should should be the cornerstone of this team for years to come. Unfortunately, we're already getting the talks of trading him away. I don't know if it's a fear of what you're going to eventually have to pay this guy, but th there seems to be this false notion. Do you think we're going to get a one starter for Louis Arise? I mean, in this day and age, the pitching is such a premium. I, I think the best we could hope for him is a mid-level two starter, not a one. 
God, you know, it just I just think of when it when you're building a team though, pitching will win or what how does this saying go? It goes, hitting will win you games and pitching will win you World Series. And I don't see the twins, I don't know when the last uh, person they developed in their minor leagues or drafted that uh, became a bona fide uh, Santana, Johan Santana was that? Probably? Yeah, but didn't we get him uh, on waivers oh, or, or a trade? Was that was that that trade we did with San Francisco? I can't remember. No, uh, I think we picked him up on waivers and um, the no or the rule five, and we had him. You know, he was playing with the Twins, but we couldn't put set him down. But he was playing with the Twins and really not pitching that much the first couple of years, and it was like a waste. And then all of a sudden, he kicked it in. But he was a Rule Five player, and uh, again, we didn't uh, <laughs> we didn't draft him, and we didn't. Uh, you know, and the Twins have always the whole sixty years they've been around have always been notoriously known for their hitting and. Um, yeah, I, pitching, we need pitching, pitching defense, pitching defense. Uh, final thing here on sports, uh, Jim Thorpe, they, they, there's a new book out on him, correct? Yeah. And, uh, I, it's called, uh, path lit by lightning. And, you know, he, uh, was probably the greatest, uh, athlete of all time. He was Bo Jackson before uh, Bo Jackson, um, the Olympics, Major League Baseball, first NFL commissioner, um, played uh, professional football. Um, and th- he always, you know, in my younger years, he was always voted the, the greatest athlete of the first half century. Um, and I do believe in the, the whole hundred years, uh, in the 1900s, he was probably the greatest athlete. Again, he was Bo Jackson before Bo Jackson. Um, and it's an amazing, amazing story. You know, you see that picture of him in the Olympics and he has, you know, we sold these at our, our Native American store where he had two different shoes on because somebody tried to steal his shoes and he had to grab out of the trash two mismatched extra small shoes and he still beat everybody in, in the race. You know, it's just amazing. He was a template, that's for sure. Uh, by the way, okay, once again, the disclaimer on any of the sports stuff we had. At the time of this airs, we, we, when we were recording this, this is what we were talking about at this point. Hopefully things, hopefully we have Korea arise and a great number one pitcher, and that's that. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Robert Pilot, uh, Native Roots Radio, I'm Awake. If you are not listening to that show in the 6 p.m. hour, it is an absolutely sensational show. And you will be a smarter person for listening to it with Robert, Wendy, Ogama. They're just fantastic. Their list of guests are wonderful. Robert, it's an absolute privilege. Thank you very much. I appreciate the hour we've had together. Wow, it's been my pleasure and my honor, really. Thank you so much, Matt. I really appreciate you and your show, and uh, I listen all the time. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I listen to your show as well. Robert Pilot, it's uh, right here on AM 950. Let's take a break, and we'll come on back.